Hey, confidants. It's Teresa. Happy New Year. This is the first episode of 2020. New decade, new year. Very exciting. Um, I just want to make a few announcements before we get into the episode. Um, if you want, you can come see me live doing stand-up comedy at the Madhouse in San Diego this weekend. Uh, that's Friday and Saturday. MadhouseComedyClub.com if you live down there for tickets. I will also be performing tomorrow night in Los Angeles if you are here and you want to come. Uh, Motherland Comedy, that's Thursday night, January 9th. You can find all the information on my website, TeresaLeeComedy.com. And my Monday night show is back up starting um, this week. So next Monday, you can come check it out. January 13th, Honeycomb Comedy at Public House in Los Feliz starts at 9.45 p.m. And that's a free show and should be a fun one. Um, cool. I'm excited about this episode. We recorded it just before the break. So um, I've been sitting on it and I'm excited for you to hear it. I had comedian Lacey Mosley on the show from Florida Girls, and she had a lot of uh, great stuff um, to confess, uh, including some crazy stories from her time in New York City. Before I get into the episode, um, I got a confession from a listener, and I do love it when you guys send confessions. Thanks, confidants. Um, So I'm going to read it to you, and if you guys want to send me a confession, you can do that. Tell me anythingpod at gmail.com or tag me on Instagram or Twitter, whatever. I'm pretty accessible at Larissa T or at tell me anything pod. Um, if you want me to read it or if you don't want me to read it, but you just want me to respond to it directly, let me know as well. I won't ever say your name unless you want me to. So this is a confidant confession. The confession is, I never get to have sex with people in my sex dreams. I'm always flirting with someone or we're about to hook up and then they realize why we shouldn't or get sad or something gets in the way. It's depressing because everyone is always talking about their fabulous sex dreams, but in mine, I'm a massive loser. Uh, And then you can share this confession if you want. Okay. Wow. That's an interesting confession. There's a couple layers to this. Uh, First one is, I don't know what, who your friends are, but I, everyone is always talking about their fabulous sex dreams. Very interesting. I don't have that experience. Um, And that sounds like a fun time if everyone's doing that. But generally speaking, I think people no, you're not supposed to talk about your dreams because it's just, it's like, I don't know. It's not real, but it is. I really do like talking about my dreams, to be honest. I think dreams are really fun and um, informative um, and a cool look into the psyche. That being said, if all your friends are always talking about their fabulous sex dreams, I feel like they're hiding something. Um, But um, that's interesting. I mean, it is a representation of your subconscious. So if people in your dreams that you are fantasizing about always get sad or something gets in the way, potentially, I mean, I don't know you very well or really at all besides from this online interaction, but maybe you're projecting um, your like real life thoughts about the situation onto this person it's i mean again i'm not a dream interpreter interpreter but your dreams are an extension of your subconscious so maybe you're afraid of like that the of fantasizing about someone because in real life maybe you're afraid of letting someone know you want to have sex with them i don't know because you're afraid that it will make them sad um it's possible so that's definitely something to think about you know or maybe a part of you is sad that or sh- ashamed of wanting to have sex. So you're stopping yourself subconsciously, right? Um, so it's something to think about, you know. And then also, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate of the awake sex dream. 
you know, you can daydream, right? You don't have to be asleep. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be nighttime for you to have a good sex dream. You can be totally awake, eyes open or whatever. Close your eyes and daydream and just write that fantasy. Look, that, that dream is blocking you from having sex in your dream. Well, finish it when you wake up. Just be like, you know what? No, I'm going to rewrite this ending. I am going to have sex and we're not going to be sad. And you can, you can just do that. You can just do that in your mind. Um, and it's totally fine. It's not weird to have fantasies about people in your life as long as you aren't creepily telling them about it. So yeah, go ahead and do that. Just rewrite that sex dream when you wake up, have sex, have the best sex, have a fabulous sex dream. Um, and you don't have to tell your friends because look, it's your dream. Um, but you can, if you want to, I don't know your relationship with your friends. Okay. I think that was a fun confession. It it made me kind of think about what my dreams are. Uh, and I think I also do project sometimes in my dreams. Like when I think someone's mad at me, they will be very mad at me in my dream. And then I'll wake up and be like, Oh, I should probably talk to that person. So, um, I'm not saying you should have sex with everyone you're having sex with in your dreams. Um, but, uh, I don't know. They're insightful. Well, thanks for sharing that. If you guys want to share your sex dreams or your confessions that don't have to be sex dreams, you can do that. So I'd love to hear from you. All right. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is Lacey Mosley on You Can Tell Me Anything. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real Hey guys, it's Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. I'm really excited for my guest today. I just did her podcast. It's called Scam Goddess. She also plays Jayla on Florida Girls, so you should check that out. Lacey Mosley, what's Hi, up? Hey. I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I'm also very comfortable. It's a good oh, temperature good. in here. Oh, good. I'm yes. Glad. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I've been like trying to decorate my room, but uh, I've been here. Well, we just said this. But I've been here for almost a year and there's like stuff that I still haven't done I want to get plants but oh you're way ahead of me I mean I've been I got in my place in May and I, I hung up two photos one of myself above my bed and then one that my friend gave me and then there's no other decor Wait, of yourself ab- <laughs> yeah yeah I actually didn't even hang it I just propped it there um which uh recently at in a in a hookup it fell off uh yeah That's so funny in my mind which I'm envisioning like the cover of your <laughs> podcast because it's like a like That's scam goddess and it looks like it's like almost like a jesus painting yeah we went and for the iconography for that's, sure but having that i'm that's what i'm picturing over your bed just oh no like, it's insane I'm a it's my fucking headshot it's crazy <laughs> someone gifted it to me and that's then so i just fun. like was like i'm putting this above my bed and then my mirror is like in front of my bed so you can like see it when you're in the bed it's great <laughs> so yeah that's i mean <laughs> If, any, if some uh, your friends anyone i'm guessing anyone who's in your room likes you so that's like a good thing right like, oh no you. like uh, uh <laughs> men are annoyed by it <laughs> has pe- have people actually pointed it out? oh i was dating someone who fully was like take this down <laughs> <laughs> he was a comedian too though he was like this is weird he was like i can see you right now in front of me and then i can also look in the mirror and see you and you above the bed looking at us <laughs> I, I feel like, like that's like also really funny if you're dating someone long term and like you're in a fight or something and they're mad at you because then it's like they come home and it's like i'm watching you right i do think that like more women get away with that but i feel like if i went to a guy's house and he had a picture of oh him, that would be i would insane. be like you are crazy i'm getting out of here oh people think i'm crazy for it so i'm like <laughs> eventually i guess I'm, I'm not gonna stop <laughs> 
thought about it, but I was like, no, I'm not going to stab. But someone gifted it to you. So that means somebody knew you so well. They're like, yeah, she's going to. Well, it was like from a show. And then they were like, you can have it. (laughs) And then it was like framed. So I was like, you know. Yeah. No. Own it. Um, Well, I like to start with something good. A good confession. Just so we start on a positive note. Lacey, is there something good you want to confess? Something good that I want to confess. I... Uh, recently got a new car and I'm really excited Ooh. about that. Um, also very nervous because like I used to drive terribly. Like I didn't uh-huh. give a fuck. Like one time, like a bus like sideswiped me and tore my bumper off. Oh my God. And I had no idea the bumper was hanging off. And I was like, I don't care. This is a piece of shit. Oh, no. So I just kept driving. And then I noticed people were staring at my car, like just like flummox, like just pure, like everyone's mouth was agape. And I was like, hmm, let me pull over and take a look. <laughs> and I took a look. Like one side of my bumper was just dragging on the ground. Oh my God. Wait, the bus didn't stop? I no, like the bus should have it was it. the highway. And oh. technically it was probably my fault because I was trying to get <laughs> over and I was trying to inch my way over and the mm. bus was like, nah, bitch, we we going. Um, <laughs> I you guess know. buses can just be like, sorry, because it's like, right. so they, big. They, they have a little care. number on the back, but I just, yeah. it was too quick. And I had so many dings and scratches on that car. Like I would valet it sometimes, which was so embarrassing to me. <laughs> and they would walk around and try to mark the car up. And I was like, look, my guy, you really think I'm going to come out here and be like, wait a minute, <laughs> this scratch among all the others was not here before. That's like, so funny. I don't care um i i got hit uh it was like a hit and run but i wasn't in the car and they took off my mirror and then like just sat it on top of the car like i came out (gasps) of a restaurant and they just had sat my joint on top of the car like they didn't have the bravery to leave their number but they're like well i'll at least acknowledge that i did something right for all i know it wasn't even that person who did it but then (sighs) the funny thing was i drove around with no side view mirror on my driver's side for wow. like almost a year i just wow. went to the 99 cent store and got one of those little handheld mirrors and like taped <laughs> it like, hold it out <laughs> taped it onto the side because there was still like a little skeleton of what was supposed oh to be God. there and then i got lucky i how is this luck um <laughs> i was parked on the street and the construction people sideswiped my car from <gasps> top to bottom oh, on the driver's so then you side got that so then i was like I know that was like pay for my mirror. Y'all yeah. broke my mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to pay for the whole thing. It was very That's funny. So funny. Yeah. But you got a new car. What yeah. kind of car? Uh, Cause I totaled that car. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> God, I got a Mercedes. Which oh yes. Very, we, yeah. I feel like we were talking about this at, uh, where were we? Oh, at Bin- Binium's birthday. Yeah. 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 It was, it was so just very nerve wracking. Cause now I drive like the most careful. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, it's my baby. I named Aww. it goddess. I care oh, about it so much. I almost got into a wreck last night, but it wasn't going to be my fault. Some car fucking tried to cut me off <sighs> to make a turn. Like imagine like someone's in the left hand lane. You're in the uh-huh. right lane. They try to cut you off to make a full ass oh, turn in that. front of you. And I was like, where, what, what? <laughs> I slammed on my brakes and thank God the brakes are good. But I like, had a panic attack. Like the other car stopped too. Cause I think they realized like, you're they fucked up. Yeah. People drive so shitty in LA and I think they know that like, you yeah. can t- and pe- sometimes people get aggressive and yell at you after they do something bad. And I'm like, that's cause you are projecting. Right. Oh, I smile at people who yell at me yeah. in traffic and it makes them even angrier <laughs> i smile and wave yes someone's like scream i think this was my fault or i like tried to go in the middle lane and then this car was going really fast and tried to like just drive in it mm-hmm. so technically we were both wrong but she uh passed me and like her it was someone in the uh driver's seat and someone in the passenger seat and the passenger seat woman like leaned out the window and like flipped me off and screamed like you can't drive and then i just smiled and was like i hope you have a good day right which I'm is like- not the response they want <laughs> they want to be met with aggression because yeah. they want to get the frustration out 
Mm-hmm. So it's so fun to just be like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I had a motorcycle try to do road rage to <gasps> me, which I was like, bruh, you are on a motorcycle. Like if I just veer, like your life is over. What are you doing? Crazy. He followed me on the highway because I guess I cut him off, but I really didn't because he was trying to go in between lanes. And I'm like, bro, you got to be careful when you're doing that. Like, cause mm-hmm. people are getting over on the freeway all the time. Um, and he followed me for a few miles before I got off the exit, just like cussing me out, tapping <sighs> on my window. And I was like, you are lucky I window? am saved because really I could just <laughs> let the steering wheel, I could just let it go. Cause my car ain't had no good alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's Which, crazy how cars are just killing machines that we get into every day. Every day. They're Wild. way more dangerous than airplanes, yet every single time I get in an airplane, I'm like, please, God, it's all in your hands. But then I get in the car, and I'm like, I'm late. Step on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's the one that's going to kill me. Well, you uh, have less control, I think. Well, yeah. maybe that's not true. But, I mean, I guess, like, you could. It for sure is true. Yeah, but it feels I'm like driving it, the plane. It, yeah, you're holding it. But the plane, the pilots are way better trained. Like, you have yeah. to go through and on cocaine so you know oh, everything's yes. gonna be okay you know right just stay awake they're and to very have fun. focused yeah. They're and, very yeah, and to have fun yeah and I, it's a fun i want my pilot to have fun. fun yeah i think that's why they all talk like all fake calm like that they've all established like <laughs> no one will know we're drunk if we just talk like this and it seems very calm it's like, like when the uh what's it called the pa is off they're just like let me tell you why right. the government is i'm like oh my gosh yeah, that's fun. You know when people say, what is that? When people say like you don't want to, when work becomes, there's like about creative stuff. Like you, I don't know how to voice this, but you know, like with comedy, it's like, oh, what, you don't want to feel like work because yeah. you do it for fun. I'm just imagining a pilot saying that. Like any other profession, it's just work. Right. And nobody's like, well, piloting stopped being fun and felt like work. <laughs> That. Well, I guess it, I I do know people who are passionate about flying, and I have flown with some people like in their planes, mm. and um, they have a great time doing it. But then, yeah, when it's like you gotta make a layover <laughs> and a stop, and you gotta, yeah, I would imagine the fun is it's not so fun when people are yelling. Um, this podcast is sort of loosely inspired by therapy and sort of getting things off your chest. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship with therapy? Um, I went to therapy in college for a few years, and I need to get back into it now. It's, it's time for a <laughs> tune up. <laughs> Why do you feel or just like LA in general? Yeah, like, and I'm just really tired. Mm-hmm. It's like I got to find I got to figure out what the tools are to maintain because uh-huh. it's only going to get worse and right now I'm already like you know, Hank, there's like this yeah. picture um of Whitney Houston when she was like really really bad on crack at the time and it's like my friends like how do you do it all and it's like her like <laughs> cracked out and I was like this is me. That's, oh that's like <laughs> But that's a good self-awareness. I feel like, because um, that's very common for performers and you're like doing so much and very successful that mm-hmm. people just assume like, great, so she figured it out. Right. And no, I think we're all, no one's figured anything out, which was the big scam of life <laughs> um, that we're all just pretending to know what the fuck we're doing, which is fascinating because my mom had me at 21 and now I imagine like me having a kid uh-huh. at 21 and I'm like, oh, f- oh, that kid would have been dead. <laughs> Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah, man. Yeah, my parents got married at 25, I think. And that felt really old when I was a child. And now I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, like, so happy. I'm, like, there's so much I still want to do. I don't want right. to be tied down and have a kid. 
right yeah i'm like, I'm like thank you for doing so but then also it is kind of nice because now my mom and i can like kiki and like mm-hmm. go get drinks and shit and like she's like we're not that far apart in age yeah which i'm kind of bummed about because now that i'm 28 i'm like when am i gonna have kids if ever and then like <laughs> i'm gonna be a os bitch you know when they're in their 20s like you know so. no because people are staying younger longer it's different that's true they mm-hmm. say if you live 50 years then you can live forever oh. i don't know who they is but i'm trying to believe that yeah Maybe not in this state of America. In this state of America, I'm like, you know, Jesus, you could just end. You could wrap this up. I guess it's like once you get there, you figured out something. Well, it's supposed to be technology. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in the next 50 years. Oh, like, it, oh, to the next 50 years. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant if you just make it to 50. I'm oh, like, Okay. No. I guess it means at that point you figured it out. But Oh, no, 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 no. Would you want to live forever? I mean... I don't remember anything before being alive and that I don't, I don't want to go back to that. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I guess it was fine, but uh-huh. you know, it's hard to think that life is just this cruel torture of like you're alive and you exist and you want to stay alive and then you're not anymore. And then you just disappear and nothing happens. Like, well, that sucks. if you put it that way, it sounds really bleak. I mean, how are we supposed to know? Don't nobody come back and tell you. That's true. We it, all hope, but none of us truly know. No one knows. Yeah. But then I think when I'm tired, I'm like, okay, at least it's temp- like, I, I'm like, I want to be alive. I'm happy to be here. But then right. there's something nice about like, okay, there's like a beginning and middle and end. And then hopefully I'll have an arc and right. accomplish things and then it'll be over. But the idea of like, if we all live forever, I don't know if I'd get more done or less done. I might get less. Done. Oh, I get less done. And I think yeah. I would enjoy that. I think uh-huh. there's, a, there's the urge life, uh, you know, death makes us have urgency Hmm. it's like we gotta get these things done we gotta i gotta make moves i gotta get this before i'm 30 i gotta get this before (laughs) i'm 40 you know what i mean uh but if you just live forever you'd be like i'm yeah i do what it makes me happy today a little bit that's true that's a nice way of putting it right i feel like it would kind of end a little bit of greed because greed is also about amassing things quickly you know you're trying to make a stature Mm -hmm. for yourself and your family like but if you knew you were gonna live forever i could also see people hoarding a lot more just like that's true i gotta keep because i need it because i'm gonna live yeah, forever I'm just never gonna die yeah I'm that's gonna true ha- need so much food that's very true hmm. um uh when you get like overwhelmed do you have like coping mechanisms or what do you usually do to kind of uh relax? no i go to the hospital for panic attacks i don't like really I'm, bad panic yeah attacks. i'm not great with that i have really bad panic disorder so um that's the thing that i was like yeah i'm gonna go back to therapy just because mm-hmm. like uh you, i wait until things have gotten too far mm. to be like oh <laughs> I'm, i wait until the water is like over my scalp and i'm like oh i'm drowning <laughs> like oh, like no. i should have noticed way before when, this. You were, when there like, was water right yeah. when it was at my ankles maybe or you know maybe my chest but no it's like fully above my head and i'm like oh Oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah, I, I, working out is helpful. Meditating is helpful. I like to listen to rain sounds. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So there's things that I'm doing. It's just more about like consistently doing them. Yeah. It's like what you, what you said before about getting the tools. I like that yeah. because I kind of think of it going to therapy and, um, getting treatment that way too, because it's not like there's anything wrong. It's just like sometimes I'll go about my life and I'm like, okay, I'm feeling like I'm coming up on the same problem over and over. Right. It's not that I'm wrong 100% or that people are wrong 100%. It's just that like I clearly don't have the tools to be like solving this, like right. communication or whatever. So then I'll work on that in therapy and then it's cool. It's cool. It feels like a, it's like it feels like working out your brain almost. Yeah. Your EQ. And yeah. then remembering those things in the times of stress. Yeah. 
And like, there's definitely certain phrases and things that I've learned that I will repeat to myself when I see when the same situation uh-huh. comes up again, so that I don't make the same decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just went to EMDR. This is full disclosure, like right before this, which is, um, do you know what it is? I've told my listeners this, but it's it's like this therapy. That it's um, they use like rapid eye movement, and it's like trauma therapy. It's very intense. I'm good now, but it was like so intense. I went this morning, and it was the first time doing it where I like got nauseous. And oh, wow. I asked about it because I was like, is this normal? And the psychotherapist was like, it doesn't happen a lot, but it might be that your body is like remembering a panic attack. And that's why. So I was like, that's so crazy that your body can just remember how something feels and just be like, okay, cool. You're going to throw up now. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I didn't throw like, up, but like- I felt I felt it. And then I was like, something's going on. I'm not sick. And how you are know. your eyes moving rapidly? So the idea is like kind of mimicking um, like REM almost. Yeah. I feel, and also for the record, I'm not a professional, so I might be saying things wrong. This is my understanding of what okay. I've been told by other people who know more than me. Um, but it's sort of like when you dream, you process your day and your memories and certain memories don't get processed because of trauma or whatever. And so they stay in your body. So this therapy tries to like recreate processing and force that to like process huh yeah so what are you doing you looking at something are you no and uh you're actually just kind of letting your brain go so the one i do i think they've basically created these tools that mimic the eye movement but it's with your hands this sounds like insane i know but they're these things that vibrate in your hands and the whole idea is like trying to transfer left right brain so the reason your eyes move fast is because it's kind of moving things from one brain one side of the brain to the other Hmm. so um these like vibrating things mimic that so you don't have to actually do the eye thing oh okay yeah. so you're not just in there no just i'm not like, to, like it's not i'm not look around like, a connection. No. okay <laughs> that's what I, <laughs> I know it, that's what i thought it was when i it was explained to me but you just hold these things you close your eyes and you let your brain go and then the therapist will sort of like guide you it kind of feels meditative mm-hmm. but with more crying so <laughs> yo that sounds yeah. good yeah. maybe i should try that if you want, I mean, it took me a long time to start it. It's kind of, and you have to like, I don't know. I, I was like really like afraid of it. Cause I, what it sounded to me was like, it just sounds so crazy. But I talked to people who did it and everybody, it's a good thing. And I think right. uh, that's how it really is yeah. like that acupuncture, yeah, yeah, yeah. Reiki. <laughs> have you done Reiki? I haven't done Reiki I'm yet. I'm so curious about it. I know. I do want to do it. Uh, I want to do Reiki and I want to sound bad. I'm just going to do all the things. I have floated. That mm. was fascinating. It, oh, in like a chamber? What, in a pod. Yeah. It Whoa. felt very futuristic. I did it in Santa Monica. You go into this like really beautiful, like very mm-hmm. pristine room and there's a shower and you shower mm-hmm. and then you get into like over a thousand pounds of Epsom salt and water. And um, <laughs> this is TMI. <laughs> this is so TMI, but I don't even care. I had had like a little bit of a painful bowel movement before. Oh, no. So then like my booty was burning. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. I was in salt. Oh, ouch. Oh, no. <laughs> so that was the only thing that was kind of bad about it. It's like my booty was burning a little bit. And I was like, this is, I don't like that my booty is burning right now. But um, it's true. It's not are you underwater? After. Or you're, no, you're, or you're floating, floating on top. Because like the Epsom okay. salt keeps you afloat. Whoa. And then you close the pod. And then there is music. And it's kind of just like serene and very neutral. But you can turn it off. There is light. And it's like kind of like bluish purpley. But Whoa. you can also turn it off. So when I started, I had the lights on. I had the music on. And then slowly like I turned the music off. And then uh-huh. I turned the lights off. And then I just floated in complete darkness for like 45 minutes. Wow. What does that feel like? Um, you're super buoyant. You do kind of move around. And you and, and as you close your eyes, you start to feel like the pot is bigger than what it is. So there were moments where I was like touching the side like, okay, 
<laughs> there is a side because <laughs> uh, you're floating around and kind of like spinning around in a circle because there's enough room for like your whole body at least maybe i'm just super short to like spin <laughs> around in a complete circle <laughs> um but i don't know it kind of felt like death and that was kind of cool like huh. to that's like, not what i expected you to say <laughs> like i need to, i need to make peace with that and i haven't mm-hmm. so like i like ways to explore it and mm-hmm. kind of like find myself making peace with it um and i just i thought a lot about my family i thought about my life about things that i wanted like my brain just kind of wandered oh cool yeah and then uh, not all of it was deep sometimes it was just like <laughs> grilled cheese like i don't know like and then i would go back into like mortality like you know uh-huh. what i mean so but it was really cool. Oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to do all the things too. I feel like if I did Reiki and I didn't have a crazy reaction, I'd be disappointed. But that's yeah. also why I'm afraid of it. Cause I, cause I'm like, I don't know. Well, I, mean, I don't want to say if it's real or not. Something happens to people when they do it. Right. But, uh, I don't know if like spirits are moving inside you, but, um, yeah, cause no one touches you. They're just yeah. like on top, like, like around you, like yeah. doing the things. <laughs> I'm like snapping my fingers, but that's like not what they do. Um, but yeah. I, I, I'm, on, I'm on the same boat as you, but I am going to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if there's placebo effect, like uh, Ouija boards. Right. And that's all I need. Like, yeah, honestly, works. I don't care if anything, if it's working, it's working. True. If someone just gave me fake pills and was like, these will <laughs> stop your back pain and my back pain stopped, I would yeah. be like, oh, it's a yes, give me more of those fake yeah, pills. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, speaking of uh, truth, <laughs> Lacey, is there anything you'd like to tell me? Okay. Um, so... Coming up um, as an actor, I had a lot of help from my parents. Um, and I like to say that because I think that people are always like, oh, you know, how did you become so successful? Blah, blah, blah. Like, this is a very hard industry to do if you mm-hmm. don't have anyone financially supporting you in mm-hmm. the beginning because it's very expensive. It's very time consuming. And if you're tired and you're not educated and you haven't had the time to, like, put in the hours, mm-hmm. then it just makes it so much longer for, you know, it to start working for you. So I had a lot of support. Oh, okay. um, but, so my parents paid my rent when I lived in New York City, but I paid for, like, all my acting classes and I paid all my expense, expenses outside of that. When did you so live in New York? I lived there from 2013 to 2015. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, right out of Two school? years, yeah, right out of college. And I was like, two years, I'm out. But um, <laughs> I went to college on the East Coast, so all my friends lived on the East Coast. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to go to New York to start acting. Uh, mistake. I was there <laughs> for eight years, but I went to college there and oh, okay. I did love sense. it, but it, yeah, but you know, you know, the yeah. highs are high. The lows are so low. Oh, there's a, there's not a lower low uh-huh. in the country than a New York <laughs> low. And that city will beat your ass. Yeah. You'd be like, what did I do to you, New York? I, yeah. What did I do? And then, and then, and then the sky opened up and it'll start raining <laughs> on your sad ass. Well, that's, yeah, that's a very New York thing is like the, at your lowest moment, something will happen. Like someone will spit on you or a bird will poop right. on you like to just be like, Taxi Carry cab will run next to you and throw yeah. a puddle on you. You always see that in movies, but that yeah, shit really happens. happens. And nobody cares because everybody is also having a bad day. Right. Everybody so, yeah. else is sad and <laughs> yeah. mad. Um, I do miss the aggression. I do miss being able to just be mad whenever uh-huh. I wanted to. But I, uh, but yeah, like the, it was just, it was, it was hard. Everything uh-huh. about it. You get up. It's hard. Get on the sidewalk. <laughs> hard. You're immediately tired. Get on the train. Run up them steps. Hard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you don't, I guess I'm walking up the, the train. stairs. Yeah. Hard. Nothing worse mm-hmm. than seeing your train. Drive by. <laughs> uh, like, you get on the train. Everybody on the train. Crazy. Very mm-hmm. hard. Then they got the little, then it's showtime. And then, and, uh, like, <laughs> That's right. Showtime. I've gotten kicked before by showtime. Of course you have. We all have. <laughs> I, like, there's nothing worse than showtime. Well, I feel like, cause, um, if you guys don't 
don't live in New York Showtime is like the performers on the subway and they're actually a lot of them are good but yeah. mostly teenagers who don't care about your personal space and they make a lot of money they make they do I, yeah. I saw some Showtimers arguing because they missed a prime time train oh, is what they called damn. it and they were like bro you just cost me $600 cuz like why wasn't you out here cuz we don't miss the train yeah $600 damn. yeah all right I mean I've, I've I've given money when I was new in New York right. but then you just learn to ignore them but but it's like I remember seeing them like kicking and being like someone's gonna get hurt but then being like no they know what they're doing and then i got kicked and i'm like okay so they just kick and that's okay like they're not yeah. like they're not good at avoiding you they just kick you no. <laughs> they just yeah. yeah you thought the whole time like, no they're professionals yeah they know what they're doing enough. <laughs> they won't kick me they were like no we just be kicking people <laughs> people get kicked sometimes during yeah. the show it's like a what's, water, uh, what's that splash zone in, yeah you were in the uh, water spl- world it's sea world <laughs> yeah you were in the split the kick zone i don't, don't so. want to be in the kick yeah, zone during show that's really on me and also it's just like the trains are crowded we mm-hmm. are tired we're standing and you want a pole dance on the train <laughs> and i get it tourists love it they come in and they're yeah. like this is new york city i prefer the the musicians and the uh singers who do mm. it on the platform then you're getting a nice little music in your day or maybe uh-huh. bad music uh, who cares <laughs> and um i also know a person who paid their rent that way who literally oh, yeah. would like open a guitar case and that's how she paid her rent full time i was, mean yeah so many people in the subway if you're any if you're decent at all like even yeah. if someone gives you like a dollar but a hundred people walk by that's a hundred dollars and she said the scam is is that you have to put enough money in the guitar case that it mm. looks like people are donating but not too much that gotcha. people think that you are good <laughs> so she would do like like maybe like three crumpled ones and uh. one five dollar bill so people knew like you can you give can more, more yeah. one, <laughs> but also i only have eight dollars you know <laughs> yeah, that's so funny right so that was an interesting uh finesse to learn but yeah so that city is just super hard to live in yeah. but the confession is is that i I used to work. Oh my God. I would take any job. I was, I learned after a while I was like, I'm college educated. I can go work in like an expensive place. Mm -hmm. So then I started waiting tables for like Paul McCartney. But before that I was working at this place called Karma Lounge on first Avenue. And Uh, I know Karma. I I knew that was one of my first open mics. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I met Naomi Mm -hmm. forever ago. She doesn't remember that. She only remembers me from (laughs) LA, but I was like, no, we met at Karma Uh, where I meet all of my stand up friends. Um, I used to bartend foot fetish parties. Oh my god! <laughs> At Karma, yeah, they had those. Yes, yeah, so on Tuesdays, honey. No wonder the comedy nights weren't that successful. No, <laughs> if you're competing with foot fetish parties, I they mean. were competing <laughs> with foot fetish parties. Um, that's my confession. Um, I did it for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. I never got my foot out. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but were you asked to? sometimes mm-hmm. um but i would be behind the bar so i'd be yeah. providing the libations for the uh foot fellows and foot gals uh-huh. um is i don't even is that an official term no no okay because you know furries have their own language yeah I'm like exactly. i wonder if foot foot pals no no i don't think that they do Footies. have their they have to have their own language mm. uh i was really proud the day that i got a wiki feed that someone made a wiki feed for me i was like i made it uh-huh. And I was surprised at how many pictures of my feet were on the internet. And I was also very happy that I always had a manicure so, uh-huh. or pedicure. So, yeah. But um, I, I didn't work in the foot sex industry, but I saw a lot of it uh, mm. just from bartending. Yeah. And, like, this was a place, like, 
kind of adjacent to Coyote Ugly. I mean, we didn't dance yeah, on bars right. or anything like that, but Coyote Ugly was literally down the street. I used to from live us. like basically right there, like on first and well, I was on first and twelfth, but I would walk yeah. by that every day. Oh yeah, you were by yeah, all of that. Our the Weed Emporium uh-huh, District, uh-huh. all that shit. <laughs> I loved I love those streets. Um but yeah, so they how it would work was on I think it was like on Tuesday nights. I can't even remember what night. But at a certain time, like, because, you know, downstairs is where the stand-up would happen. Mm-hmm. So at a certain time, like, the women would start coming in, um, and then they would put up these partitions. So I don't, they was probably <laughs> in there fucking. I, to be quite honest, huh. I do not know. But just the feet maybe just the feet maybe just the tip child i don't know i truly don't know i cannot tell you um how was it connected to the bar i mean such a specific was the owner something involved in this or just one day you because you were bartending just regular days and then all of a sudden they're like by the way this is what what we do here they didn't even tell me the first time that it happened they were like you're downstairs tonight and i just (laughs) they didn't give you a warning at all no and then i went down there and then the people the ladies started arriving the partitions started to go up (laughs) i was like well i guess it's what we're doing tonight you know (laughs) hey that place they paid me in cash so i don't ask no questions (laughs) a lot of that cash has probably touched feet everyone's cash is touched feet you know (laughs) I don't, I, I don't keep cash away from my face. I wash uh-huh, my hands uh-huh. when I have cash because cash is nasty. Yeah. <laughs> cash is very nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they, um, they would come, they put up the partitions and they start the party. And, um, sometimes there would be a DJ, but other times not, which was more weird because it would just be kind silence. of like, sometimes silence <laughs> and sometimes like low playing, like definitely someone's Pandora playlist, maybe with, with commercials. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> so funny imagine that and why your, your un- foot's getting more like unsexy jacked on <laughs> <laughs> like oh do God. you like casper mattresses <laughs> somebody's just jacking Use your my butt. promo code <laughs> right. um yeah so that was an interesting time in my life because i did that job and i also worked for another place that was uh definitely a, a russian mob front oh okay yeah i was never on the books they would give me like a 40 dollar a night pay but we would always make like 500 bucks um and there was four bartenders um i don't want to say too much because you're gonna figure out what the place is i'll tell you though i feel like i might know but i don't maybe not do you know that place oh i'll I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later okay um i tried to whisper off my yeah yeah yeah. um (laughs) no yeah but it was like underground and um Uh just so many people would come in every night and we made so much money but it definitely was like a drug front a front Mm -hmm. because they had a lot of weird rules about cash so we had so Uh most of the time people were paying in cash which is like a super easy way to like launder money Yeah. yeah wow i worked at um a 10 cent wing place um called croxley's when i was in new york and I never thought to just work at a nicer, more expensive place. I was like, I love wings. This will be fun. I'm like, <laughs> you're not going to make tips <laughs> off of 10 cent wings. It was just like. Right. Because yeah. the, pe- the kind of people also who are going there are not the kind of people who like to The tip. bills are not going to be high. Yeah, because they're going, they're going in to save money. But then we would have these two drink minimums. But everyone was mad at them. Like, nobody's happy yep. to have to. Because if you walk in, you're like, I'm going to spend $1 for 10 wings. And then right. you have to buy two drinks. You're ar- ma- already mad. <laughs> And it's exactly like, you feel like you're being scammed me. yeah yeah it exactly. is a scam but whatever but i mean it's a good scam T- two drinks that's like yeah. a very low minimum like right. you shouldn't be like that mad about that <laughs> yeah that place like was crazy though i got a cigarette burn there that i still have at oh, the mafia place right wow here. no this isn't from the mafia place this is from karma oh okay 
because you know you can smoke in there right uh-huh. and some crazy guy one night was like smoking and waving a cigarette around and like burned my arm <gasps> and we were so crazy half the time we were drunk uh-huh. um it's <sighs> you got a new york restaurants and, and bars, bars yeah. everyone's just taking shots of jameson all mm-hmm. goddamn day which is the reason i got out of bartending because i was like i don't want to be drinking this much i'm gonna die yeah. <laughs> and then i got into serving because it was like you don't have the access to the liquor and no one <laughs> and it also people aren't trying to buy you shots as a server really right. and uh that was a little bit more wholesome but yeah this guy burnt me with a cigarette and what was crazy was is i went to go get at one a foot party uh not at a foot party though. <laughs> okay. this was at a regular night and i went and got the bouncer and he was like no no please i'll do anything this day i'm so sorry and i was like open your wallet and that took uh-huh. all the cash out of this wallet. yes <laughs> he had like 130 bucks i was yes. like i was like okay <laughs> you can stay <laughs> but like that was the kind of person new york had turned me into yeah i get a cigarette burn instead of kicking you out i'm like open money. your wallet <laughs> not even give me money i was like he was super drunk i was like open your wallet <laughs> so i want to see how much money you have yeah. and i'm gonna take it all <laughs> but that's so shitty i mean like yeah i feel like people in new york are just like that you're you meet so many strangers every day yeah so you're just used to being like well i hurt you whatever yeah like, so there's like no sort of like oh that's the absolute decency. way yeah. of it i had a i remember the train doors opened once and a white man got like a couple inches away from my face and screamed nigger at me oh my god and but i think i heard you say this yeah. on your podcast yeah 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 and, then, and yeah and then i went about my day <sighs> like i wasn't even traumatized yeah. yeah i said that on my podcast i was like uh, I'm, i got places to be mm-hmm. i'm late like you're <laughs> like i truly remember my next <sighs> thought being like i can't get an egg and cheese if i'm late oh, no. <laughs> like, i want breakfast damn i'm sorry yeah it's like your tolerance goes so high oh your tolerance for trauma mm-hmm. like skyrockets the things you see in new york every day that's the thing the people the people yeah. hurting people you know the bystander effect i feel like it's just like exponential in new york where you see yeah. something bad happening and you don't stop it or you don't call the cops because you're like somebody else well there's so many people in the city right and we have to be those people that's true yeah I, I like visiting but i couldn't live there unless i was just like mariah carey rich where like yeah i my air my skin doesn't have to touch the air if i don't want it to ever I'm like a bubble boy no yeah. i want to be rich if I, I lived in new york i want to just be rich enough not to have to take the subway because i mean there's nothing wrong That's with the subway i take the subway rich. a lot but like <laughs> i want to have the always have the option not to yeah like have a driver that is sometimes it is yeah. faster to get on the train and so you'll see celebs on the train just because it's mm-hmm. like faster but it is like a driver is nice i think that's the way to do new york <laughs> yeah. it's just so damn dirty and it <laughs> smells so bad it does everywhere yeah, trash. there's a lot of trash like, there like thank god for the hot dog carts because they're like you know you get like straight <laughs> ass smell and then you get hot dog smell i'd take the hot dog smell over <laughs> the ass smell any day or the peanut carts the peanuts oh, yeah. don't taste good but they smell very they good smell they smell so, so good, good. I, I feel like they use perfume because I, I one time like caved and bought one i was like these don't taste good no but they smell so and good they're usually dry mm-hmm. like yeah it's like they have some kind of incense that just smells like cinnamon yeah and it's like a <laughs> overwhelming cinnamon buttery smell yeah it's good though yeah, yeah. um wait uh, i want to hear more about the your karma job yeah so you because this is a thing that happened regularly yeah the foot parties yeah were they regulars that always went or was it always like like as a mixer type of thing it was a mixer type of thing there were some people who came every week and then obviously the foot girls sometimes the foot girls rotated but for the most part they were oh so it was like kind of like a hostess situation or 
I'm not sure. There was one main foot lady who ran it. And then, like, sometimes the girls would be new. Sometimes the girls. Because I guess, like, you don't want to come to the foot party and see the same old ten toes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw these feet last week. So, so. The mostly men would come and then, like, interact with the women? Yes. Okay. So, some men would just, like, have a drink and talk to some of the foot ladies. And then some men would pay them in cash and they would go behind a partition gotcha. um, and get the feet out and whatever else. Oh, so when, without the cash, they're just talking without seeing the feet? Yes. So all the feet are covered. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like you just have to be like, I like your personality. Yeah. Let's see what your feet are like. Yeah. Wow. So I guess that's just like any brothel. Well, no, I guess, I guess so. sometimes the brothels, the girls are naked, but sometimes they're clothed. So I feel like it's just like, because like, you don't want to get a foot up for free. I get that. No, that makes sense. But then I, because I'm like, what would a foot party look like? I was envisioning like a lot of feet, but it's almost the opposite because that's what everybody wants. Yeah. The feet are covered. Yeah, no, you can't get your little eye high for free. No, you <laughs> have to pay for these, these toes. So they, so yeah, they would talk and mingle and kind of chat. And sometimes they'd be sitting down. Sometimes when they were sitting down on benches and stuff, some mm-hmm. women would take their feet out in public, but like they would be on a bench, like kind of sequestered with like uh-huh. one guy. It's kind of like, um, kind of like getting a dance in a corner. Yeah, exactly. But still kind of being in public <laughs> at the, at the, at the strip club. It's, it's pretty much like that. So they, but that always disturbed me because I was, like okay well if they're getting their feet out on the couch then what is going on behind the partition (laughs) (laughs) right oh my god i thought that they was getting their feet out behind the curtain so now i'm like what is happening behind this curtain and i never truly knew because i think i was i was young and i was kind of afraid to look but i had my suspicions because Mm -hmm. you know no, there's definitely they're definitely jerking it yeah there's some with the feet for sure i think so or a foot's out and some there's probably Penises. a dick out yeah, yeah. dick is out <laughs> and that wouldn't be the first time dick was out at karma <laughs> i would not be the first time dick was out at karma i saw man's dicks at that at that just out in the bar <sighs> where did i see a man's dick there <laughs> i can't even remember am i traumatized um i imagine every new york bar has like people have had sex in i've never had sex in a bar bathroom but i feel like it must happen at every oh bar. yeah it happens a lot sometimes yeah. like the bouncers would open the doors and be like you gotta get <laughs> out of here and then that's how i saw the dick it was because people were doing cocaine on it on the and dick they, yeah and okay they got, in the bar cool yes and then Normal. they got caught by the <laughs> bouncer and the bouncer was kicking him out but he still had his dick out <laughs> he let him put his dick oh away God. he let him put his Jeez. dick away well yeah because it has to be hard to do a line yeah, off so that's a lot of pressure what if like you lose your boner and everyone's and then waiting and then, and then, and then all the cocaine falls off everybody's experience bro yeah that's a weird flex like i truly will never understand that flex um nor do i want to be a part of it no, that sounds no. terrible i don't think so um <laughs> so <laughs> yeah but they kicked him out and that's how i saw a dick because i was like how did i see a dick there but i know i saw a dick yeah, who um, is that for it must be for the man because i'm like i i'm like i've never like you know what would man. make this cocaine better if it smelled like dick like what oh, <laughs> why if i have to smell a dick and also smell <laughs> cocaine at the same time in mm-hmm. a sweaty bar so you know the dick is not fresh you know what i mean it's not freshly showered yeah peen. no um i th- you know i think maybe one of the thrills is like so Pam Greer talked about this. Like mm-hmm. Pam Greer, this is kind of sad, but she can't have children because Richard Pryor used to put cocaine on his penis before he would have sex mm. with her. And then like he did it so much that it like messed up her <gasps> cervix. Yeah. So I guess it, oh, so like, it makes him feel good. Yeah. I think it's like you can gotcha. last longer in whatever physical activities you plan to be doing after people do cocaine on your penis. Damn, uh, I never even realized that. 
Yeah. I don't know, guys. Just work out and don't right then, be healthy then your dick will be hard all the time and yeah i don't know masturbate more so you can last longer yeah, don't yeah, yeah. put <laughs> cocaine on your penis that's crazy that's like drugs up yeah. oh <sighs> man wow but yeah so the 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 foot and like the foot parties will last maybe like two or three hours mm-hmm. um and i made decent money doing them so i kept doing so them people like tipped you for being that yeah yeah and, and only a couple times were people were like oh would you would you and i was like no i <laughs> i were I, I just behind the bar my feet are behind the bar i'm and curious they will how much the woman made to be at the party i know like they must have been they making like a decent money because they continue to do so because even like online i'm sure now it's like so like it's pretty widespread but like any you know performer mostly women have uh, who are online have been messaged at some point about like feet pictures I feel like yeah and uh, yeah I, I had a friend who she was just like, kind of toying not actually wanting to do it but just thought it'd be funny to message this guy and I think he offered like 500 or something so if, for one yeah. photo 500 like a night I'm sure they're making good money also I'm like for $500 sure you can have all the <laughs> picture. pics of my toes you want <laughs> like I don't care about that what if also my foot surfaced on the internet <laughs> and I don't know it's definitely something about the intention that makes me feel weirded out oh I don't care what they're doing because they're doing so. it anyway like men are doing it men are that's true jerking it to everything whenever yeah. they want mm. Mrs. Butterworth is getting jerked too you know <laughs> what I mean so like what are we gonna do right I guess it is like if uh I think people who go to those par- parties are probably way more upfront and honest and yeah. will probably tip well because they're like, I'm willing to admit I like this thing. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, whatever. Exactly. It's just, they just realize fine. it's a kink and they're like, I'm going to go to this party, pay money to be here. And um, that's cool. It's like yeah. you're so self-aware. And that's like a great transactional thing. Yeah. And, and I really admire the women who do sex work because mm-hmm. it just that I don't have the brain for it. Someone said <laughs> a sex worker once said, I follow like a sex worker blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and a sex worker once said, it, cause like women are always kind of joking about it. Like, Oh, you know, if I'm too broke, I'm going to have to, you know, go out and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And so this woman responded and she was like, if you actually wanted to be a sex worker, you think about going onto a Greyhound bus and thinking about fucking everyone who's on that bus. Oh my God. Like, obviously right. you have, your consent and sometimes that's violated and that's fucked up but like well yeah because like that's business. the kind of people yeah. like you can't be like oh you're not hot i'm not gonna like mm-hmm. take your money for this the service so it's just it's transactional like, yeah it's transactional yeah. so it's just like so many nasties out there that just look yeah. you know what i mean like i don't mean like if you pay for sex and you know services that's your business i'm not judging right. that but there's a lot of people out here that i would never fuck yes and yeah, then, I know what you mean. Well, if yeah. I was in the business, you know, I would. Yeah, I, that would be hard. Yeah. And also, well, so there's also that. But then the other part of me that's insecure is like, if you're a business, people will um, judge review and you? review you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you like, yeah. No, I'm like, I don't want to have sex with someone and then have them be like, mm, three stars. Like, I <laughs> no. <laughs> keep it to yourself but like you're entitled to if you're paying for it right so i'm like i don't have the like my ego would be so bruised like i would be like i'm not i don't want to have sex ever like just hearing some i love opinions. our two very different <laughs> philosophies on this i'm like i'm not fucking these nasties <laughs> you're like i don't want people to leave me a bad review what if the product's not good how will i know <laughs> yeah do i have to give them a rebate or I a know. coupon oh my God, like, a what, discount can you imagine discounting your sex like oh. Oh. 
No. No, the next handy's on me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, I truly don't know all the intricacies of it. I that's which is why I kind of like follow blogs and mm-hmm. stuff because I'm very fascinated by it. But um it, it, so I imagine these foot women like that's mm-hmm. you know, you probably don't want to get them toes up to everybody either like. Right. And I mean, you can always choose for sure, but I'm sure yeah. at a certain point it's like if you're it's just like act it's just like acting. Oh. Um it's <laughs> for too long it was just like acting. It's still kind of is and we're trying to make that better but like sometimes you take a job an Mm -hmm. acting job that you don't fucking believe in that you're just like this is some trash Mm -hmm. you know and i'll never tell you which ones they are but i have done (laughs) them and i'm like oh i hope no one ever sees this but it's like i need the money right now or like you know what i mean so like this is my business so sometimes i'm gonna have to i don't do anything that's gonna compromise my integrity but i have done things that i didn't like yeah yeah so then it's like i think that's also the same thing with the foot ladies it's like ah you know this doesn't compromise my (laughs) integrity or my consent but i don't want to show my foot to you nasty but here you go you know like i'm sure there was a bit of that happening yeah, as well that's true i um used to go go dance um which is not sex work but i feel like it was tangential because some of the you have a great like, body i could totally do that <laughs> thank you well this was when i was much younger in college it like it paid pretty good but it was like i danced so it was nice because you can it's so was easy. it at a nightclub no I didn't. you get paid more at nightclubs but i never got there i danced at uh two bars like a new orleans themed bar in the lower east side and then one like pirate themed bar <laughs> in the west village were yeah. you wearing costumes uh the new orleans one yes it was like pin-up girl style so oh, they yeah, had costumes sense. yeah i would like curl my hair and wear these costumes it's actually kind of fun yeah that sounds so fun to me yeah and it's easy because you're just freestyling yeah. and people tip you and you get paid um you get paid for your set so you don't have to work for tips but i do feel like a lot of uh it was like some of the dancers also were like sex workers which i was like oh i admire that because you are able to a make way more money and like really be in control of that yeah for me it was just like i couldn't handle the late hours as a full-time thing so it was very much like a thing i the did the reasons that you're not <laughs> just like, are very funny to me so very different it was just the hours like i really enjoy my sleep I'm and it's really practical. a nighttime thing i was like yeah i would do a nine to five yeah. sex job yeah for sure eight to ten no <laughs> yeah <laughs> two hours of the evening can you imagine like reschedule like someone's like all right let's meet up at two for whatever 2 p.m yeah two, right. no and then i'm like um can you actually do earlier <laughs> Can you do it earlier than 2 a.m.? How about 11 a.m.? So I have to do a podcast. Do you mind rescheduling your sex with me? Oh, and then, yeah. What if you got to reschedule? Yeah. I I got an audition. Hey, I got an audition. Can we have sex after? (laughs) Depending on if it goes well or not. (laughs) Yeah, true. Because if you want, unless you want tears, um, unless you're that happen yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's like that would be very difficult um yeah but i really i really do admire it and like they they were nice ladies they were all very like super sweet and very fun and Mm -hmm. like they really didn't like drink much it wasn't them drinking it was like the the more the the johns were there ever women that came as customers for the feet thing not that i remember not really no not that i remember uh mostly just a girl and and uh they they dressed very interesting too like the, sometimes there would be themes and they mm. would be like i don't know i just remember a boa oh, I, okay. yeah so maybe there weren't themes i don't want to like i feel like <laughs> a revisionist history like i'm like lady gaga right now like making up this like uh. extravagant tale but uh, there were boas i do remember okay. a time where someone had on a boa um 
I, I'm piecing this together in my mind because it's so it was seven years ago so right. like, and then sometimes New York just like all blends together and you yeah. just get moments of it yeah 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 yeah, yeah definitely I, why I remember the partition so vividly I don't know <laughs> it is the thing that really sticks in my mind but Carmen used to have all different types of things so like obviously yeah. they had a stand up night and they, they also they less too uh Maybe not that i remember no i'm thinking of the box They're, you're thinking of the box the box had like real hardcore burlesque stuff. yeah yeah they would do burlesque at the box where they would like squirt stuff on you oh, people like stuck plants up their vaginas yeah and yeah. people peed on stage yeah. and that place was <laughs> wild but that's the thing about new york is like you can always be pushing the envelope because that's like what people want like people yeah. aren't shocked by anything so it's like if you do anything that pushes the envelope people are like yes Right, that's what they want. They're like, I need to feel again. I'm numb. <laughs> right, that's literally what it is. Yeah. It's like, can I feel something? <laughs> uh, I'll watch this man urinate on stage. I, I feel like there has to be just people who do open mics because they like to be humiliated. Like, not like serious comedians, but in New York, there's so many, like, comics that aren't actual comedians, yeah. you know? People who are like, I do mics and that's my thing. And I feel like what they like is to be embarrassed. Because that's I, a fetish. I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Also, they probably just like talking and people having to listen to <laughs> people them. People having to. Oh, God. That's the worst type, though. <laughs> it truly like, Find is. a therapist. <laughs> Those are the worst. And that's what they're doing, too. They're usually up yeah. there like disclosing their personal information and like complaining mostly about women mm-hmm. and being crazy there's a few of them i've only ran into a few of those out here in la but i like to do like uh uh bert's back room and they um oh yeah sometimes there'll be a rando there who is just like just ranting yeah like, you're so angry i'm i almost don't want you to leave because i'm scared what you're gonna do when you leave here <laughs> like, right i need to leave too much anger you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i need a 10 minute head start uh-huh. uh to ensure you don't know where i'm going <laughs> Yeah, you do definitely see those people. But yeah, so they had that night. And then they had um, a night that I like to bartend as well. Um, the It was like, what's the proper term for this? It was like a dance hall party. Okay. So if you know anything about dance hall culture, it's mm-hmm. like really, really raunchy. It's mm-hmm. like a lot of grinding. Everyone's mm-hmm. super sweaty. A lot of simulated sex, perhaps actual sex. <laughs> um, a lot of drinking. And so th- those were fun because I would like make a good amount of money. Yeah. But it would be so hot and yeah, it's so like sweaty. sticky <laughs> and so smelly in there. Because oh, it was like, you know how small that basement is. Uh-huh. Uh, imagine like. I know, I'm imagining a dance party there. I'm like, hundred people there. Sounds rough. <laughs> grinding on each other. It was. And there's just like that one staircase like yeah there's only one staircase and there's only one mm-hmm. bathroom that's really 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 bad <laughs> it was the nastiest little oh, tiniest no. little bathroom it was really it was one of the worst bathrooms i think i've ever seen um <laughs> and i've gone into a gas station uh it was, <laughs> it was rough but yeah so then they, they get they get down there and they'd sweat and grind and and i'd make money yeah nice i'm trying to think of what other parties they had i think the foot fetish one was the was like yeah that stands out um so you did that job and then you were like two years in you're like acting i've got it i've got it under control i'm gonna move to la uh not really that more so like the i just didn't feel the opportunities there mm-hmm. it yeah. felt like a very hard place to make roots true and instead of trying to make roots i was like i was doing ucb and then i was like mm-hmm. oh, you know fuck this i'm going to la <laughs> and i went to la and and everything that's when everything the started doors to opened up the, oh yeah. my god and i think it i think it is in part of the hustle that i had from living in new york yeah. because you're like 
grinding so mm-hmm. hard. So to take so much energy that I had to displace for just being alive in New York yeah. and then just have that in LA. And also there was a sun shining <laughs> down on me. I, I was so invigorated. I started moving so fast. That's it just, awesome. yeah. I feel like that. Yeah. Because even in New York, like get getting anywhere, it's a struggle, right? You got to walk. Yeah. You probably have a walk up. You got to go in the train and blah, blah, blah. All the stuff we already talked about in LA. You're like, I'm going to get in my car and drive somewhere. Oh, cool. That was so much easier. Right. So now you have all this extra energy. And no one assaulted me on the way. And I <laughs> didn't, didn't see any dicks. Didn't see any dicks. Didn't see any, uh, you know, homeless people having sex. Didn't, mm-hmm. you know, have to feel so bad about the human condition. Because yeah. that's what it does to you. Like, I would still try to give people cash yeah. if I had it always. Because it's just, especially in the winter in New York. Like, Yeah, because you want, you want to be empathetic. But it's also just so much all at once and yeah. so fast that it is. Sometimes you have to have blinders. And then you start to feel like kind of like self-loathing for that and there's yeah, it's just like, kind of builds yeah. yeah you're like where's my humanity but then also you're like i'm gonna die if i yeah. if i keep exposing myself to so much trauma every day the balance there is very difficult I re- yeah i remember one when i was a student and i always like you know i and i you know i have a lot of privilege and i uh, was able to go to college and you know pay my way through it but when, when i was like quote unquote a struggling student I still had a floor, you know, I knew that right. I could have somewhere to go. But one one of the times when I was like struggling, I remember like I like skipped a couple of meals and then went and got a sandwich. I was like, OK, I'm ready. I'm excited to eat this. And I on the train, a homeless person like came up to me and asked like in my face, like, can I have that sandwich? And I gave it to him because I'm like, yeah, you need this more than me. But I remember but that. You hadn't eaten. But that was like a moment in my mind that I was like, oh, we just don't know what everyone's going through. And I was still glad because I think he probably was hungrier than me. I but, mean, yeah. But it made me feel like this weird guilt. It's like that balance where I, I always felt off balance because I wanted to be that person who could give. I also wanted to have a job. And I found this like thing where i was always like too far one way or too far the other right and that's the issue with capitalism too is it's created this state where we hate poor people because they're the only people that keep the middle class feeling like superior Mm. we're all working ourselves to death and um we assume that poor people are lazy we assume that Mm. they aren't working as hard as us and it makes us feel better about the fact that we are killing ourselves yeah uh for a country that would not like that is just a piece of shit yeah um and has been never never once was not right um which so it's it's an insane kind of scam that's happening to all of us and then you i think there are checks and balances like yesterday i got some really tough news about a job that i wanted on a very big network um and I got the job. It was oh. the weirdest uh, call from my manager. which was like, congratulations, you got this job. Unfortunately, your other job conflicts. You cannot do the <gasps> oh, job. Uh, and they're like, we did everything we could. So sorry. Can't you can't. It's like a constant swoon. Oh, oh my God. I, I literally <laughs> was joking with all my friends. I was like, <laughs> I understand about this. No, <laughs> uh, no, no. no. I, it's not that far. I love, I love my jobs. Um, but it was very funny. We made that joke. Yeah. And, then, and then even in making the joke, we were like, we still don't get it, Constance. No, because to be at that level and then to are you crazy? publicly. Yeah, no. Like, you are absolutely crazy. I don't understand. Like, girl, you don't got friends? You don't got a group chat? Group chat. That's for, yes. Yeah, you're supposed to text chat. your friends and be like, bitch, fresh off the boat, but came back and now I can't go do this play where I was going to not be an Asian woman. I was like, also, I was like, Constance, you was always going to be an Asian woman in the play. I don't know why you thought that you was going to be in the play and we wasn't going to know you was Asian. Because um, that's not how it works. But, um, um, 
she, <laughs> she, I can, I still cannot so believe funny. that she tweeted that shit. I hope she was drunk or on Ambien right. or something oh because please tell us what you were on, sis, because you could not That's have done so this funny. sober. <laughs> Well, she doubled down on it. That's the funny thing. Cause well, I, she did eventually apologize, but it wasn't like a whoops. It was like a, no, it's just because this job is so easy and blah, blah. I'm like, don't say that people want this. Like you're, and you're beyond lucky. people wanting yeah, yeah. this job. Like, you know how many people are blessed to come back to that set yeah, and true. have a steady income and yeah. they're not the star of the show. So maybe they're recurring. Maybe they're, <laughs> get, yeah, you know, maybe they're just a series regular, but they're not as famous as you, but you know, but that check means something to them. Mm-hmm. And like, it was canceled after that season. And I wonder if that had anything to do with it. Probably. Yeah. That I mean, sucks. who knows if it um. did, but just like that was insane but yeah i did then i had to kind of have a moment yesterday and check myself and be like i lost a job because of another job like <laughs> shut up <laughs> like, and but i think it's also fair to feel your feelings and so mm-hmm. i did feel very very sad about it for a little bit and talk to my friends about it but there is that balance of like we're so incredibly mm-hmm. blessed and like especially i live in hollywood so i walk Mm -hmm. down the street and there's tents and there's homeless people and so i'm constantly confronted with it um Mm. and it's you know so i think that is like humbling but it's like it's sort of like what you're saying is having a balance and having self-awareness i think you you don't want to be paralyzed by it and it sounds like you do a lot of good and you're very conscious of it but you also want to be able to you know continue working and thinking about yourself because right. that is important too Every, i mean you know it, it is important so. at the end of the day you're born alone you die alone so yeah. like, you got to take care of number one <laughs> <laughs> that's why they say put your mask on first before yes. you help your <laughs> your neighbor yeah. um that's kind of a cool like way to come back around to it though because you having that happen you know that sucks but then to think about like the, your days at karma just be like right look at where you are now and then also realizing like because you struggled through those like shitty days in new york like it does make you realize like yeah i can be upset about not getting this job like yeah i did this like i worked for this yeah but then at the same time you can also be like there's gonna be there's more sunshine and that's the thing i really love about la is i really feel like there's just more sunshine out here Mm -hmm. i feel like people in the entertainment industry work together more um i feel like we collaborate more than new yorkers and i think i do think that new yorkers collaborate i don't want to like shade everyone in the entertainment (laughs) industry i mean eventually all you motherfuckers are gonna become la people anyway you gotta move new york because it's not industry (laughs) i think new york as a city comes together the people oh absolutely without a shadow of a doubt i believe in that and i mean but there's not one is hollywood's not the main industry there and wall street feels like it's a bigger one but it's still not the main one there's like the un's there there's like media that's what it is there's so many industries and and they're all pretty important fashion too and they all feel and they feel so important yeah and i miss that i do miss that about new york because then you could meet somebody from a different in new york city specifically you could meet somebody from a different industry but like Mm -hmm. they're a power mover and they're making their own moves and they're successful and you guys could come together and you could date and it didn't (laughs) feel like this gross thing where like in hollywood it's like i feel like i go on a date and it's like okay you need me to list my imdb okay <laughs> let's start at the beginning i was on an episode of a true crime documentary uh like you know like what are yeah. we doing here like i hate this um i love meeting people in la that are like i'm a teacher i'm a nurse i'm like oh my god right sometimes that feels too normal for me <laughs> i need you to be like i want you to be in entertainment but i want you to be like not a, not a performer not, yeah <laughs> i want you to be like a studio exec mm. or like a producer mm-hmm. or like someone who's maybe on set sometimes but not working someone them. who doesn't want to be in the spotlight but 
knows what good comedy is yeah or knows how this industry works and could understand my lifestyle but is not in the spotlight uh at all whatsoever not a showtime (laughs) dancer even if you're making six hundred dollars yeah i don't dance give a shit yeah exactly (laughs) oh no not even them like anybody who's getting on a stage i'm like please get away from me (laughs) writers i want to date a writer really yeah Hmm. i know a lot of writers and they yeah a lot of the ones i know who are writer writers like not performers are married but their life also is like it's a lot of just being alone and writing like it's hard to connect sometimes yeah i don't mind that i'm alone a lot so Uh it's just like if you're just even just physically in the room i'm like this is great (laughs) i've been single for seven years so i'm like it's time to i don't know do you want to be in a relationship i do i want to wrestle up a person and i'm (laughs) trying (laughs) i'm going on dates uh they're going mediocre Mm -hmm. well it's also because you've gone so like you've accomplished so much it's like most of the people you meet they're they're gonna have to hit higher standards well that's the weird thing is i'm in the weird middle class of that of like (laughs) i'm not famous but i do work and i am you know very comfortable Mm. um but then like i'm not famous so like when i talk to like guys who are famous there's this weird gross like Mm. like i'm not since i'm not famous like i'm not on their level so they're like i'm looking at these bitches up here but if you want to send me nudes feel free like it's like that that sounds like that's their personality yeah it might be these couple of people's personalities but it's been three guys so (laughs) i'm like is this a thing like y'all get a blue check i have a blue check (laughs) on twitter i don't have it on instagram y'all you bastards come on but um (laughs) this just becomes a rant on instagram but they're like i've had that experience and i was like what the fuck is this i mean i'll keep trying but i and of course i don't send them nudes one time i sent a picture of myself uh just my face Uh and it was from my instagram so not even a photo of not even a special photo yeah and then i drew a naked body Ah, with the sticks I was like, here you go, jerk it. Uh, someone asked me for a picture once and I sent the picture of Kate Upton. And I was like, that'll tide you over. Yeah, that's great. Like, <laughs> here you go. It's called Sounds like you're horny. Here's a picture it's of It's called Google. Like, yeah. there's so many free titties out there. Why do you need mine? Right. <laughs> you don't. It's like a weird power thing, I feel like. Oh, that they want it on their phone. I, I do like nudes. Like, I like sending nudes, but I only really do it to people I'm in a relationship with. Because I just like, yeah. like it, I don't trust anybody out there and even people i'm dating like you never know you it could never leak know, right? it might not be their fault their phone might be out and their friend will go through it yeah my so. new sending days are over but but i did uh when i once in a once was in a relationship like and he was uh in morocco we would like send each mm-hmm. other nudes back and forth but then when we got back together in america we sat down with all of our devices oh, deleted. and deleted wow. them and like literally was like i watched him delete his he watched me delete mine we went into the cloud cleaned out the cloud That's like so funny. we deleted it all because we're both those types of people right like, we don't want our shit out there <laughs> so even like us having it like i love you i love you too but like also delete them nudes <laughs> like That's so funny yeah i feel like i wouldn't mind if my news leaked when i died like oh yeah that's like i mean like like please release the good ones you know what i mean yeah but wait till i die have some respect i wouldn't mind if my nudes released when i was older like when my titties like are at my knees (laughs) and i'm like look at look at how them 
titties was looking out and they was looking good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's like when like Playboy, the old Playboy models, yeah. um, you see like it almost looks vintage. I mean, there's yeah. still it's still it's like porn, art. but it looks really different now. Yeah, but, yeah, it's porn, but it also is. It art. feels like art. The yeah. naked body isn't something that, and I wish that women and men weren't shamed for nudes. Yeah, uh, men aren't really shamed for nudes because if the dick is big, they should be like, no, Good I'm job, sir. Kidding. Like <laughs> that's so wonderful. Good mm-hmm. for you and your family. <laughs> good for you and your family. <laughs> But, it, but for women yeah it's always like you're a whore but yeah. then it's also like you're going to look at everybody it everybody has a body that's exactly. literally how we come into the world like we all have bodies yeah. and then the other weird thing is is in a movie or a television show we're not like look at that whore she's naked but because right. then it's art but yeah. then if i took it in my bathroom like we need to <laughs> shame me about it i that's- think it's the context i think what it is is uh a lot of men get um offended by and women too offended by female sexuality so it's like if you're sending a nude with the intention that's like i'm a sexual being i want you to see my body and i'm horny or whatever that's like the thing that they're like no but just the body itself if it was like at a hospital they'd be like no that's fine so i think it's this intention that oh that woman wants to have sex yeah which is a crazy thing that men think (laughs) that women don't want to have sex because if you really consider that a lot of men think that and they ask you to have sex that implies that they want to have sex with you knowing you don't want to have like it's just yeah. a weird like it's a weird like weird game we do because well that's also the game of men is like yeah. men like wi- like when women play hard to get because mm-hmm. they like to feel like you initially said you. no it's so fucked you- up it's insane. The second that you start treating a man like you like him, a lot of them, yeah. uh, the ones, I guess, who really weren't truly interested are com- immediately turned off. Yeah. But if I keep my foot on your fucking neck, you will chase me for years. <laughs> but your foot is covered because, you know. Oh, yeah. No, the foot is yeah. it's, it's no, a boot. <laughs> it is yeah. a boot because you are not getting these toes. Um. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, I feel like... Uh, this, that We kind of covered the story there, right? Yeah. I really enjoyed that story. I have a quick circle. sort of like... Uh, segment sort of a game um to end on okay it's uh inspired by your scam goddess personality um and <laughs> podcast um it's called scamature or scam master so these are all stories of scammers that got caught and i'll just tell you the story and you just tell me if you think these are amateur m- mistakes or were they ingenious yes okay so this first one uh is a group of scammers they invented a fake person staged a real funeral for the person this person was named jim davis didn't exist had a tombstone hired people to come and cry and like do a full funeral and quote unquote buried this fake person just to make money off of life insurance benefits and they made over a million dollars that is a what was it scammer or scammer or scam master scam master scam master for sure with the detail the planning it's crazy the like jim davis how many people are going to come up on Google white pages for that name? So right. many. Like, sounds like a real guy. Hired the <laughs> performers. I love it. That's a great scam. And they made a million dollars. $1.2 million in life insurance benefits. How long before they got caught? So they got caught. So the reason they got caught was because, whoop, where did they go? Sorry. They worked. Okay. So they these are four women. So yes, women oh, can yes. scam too. Uh, Women's that empowerment. Ceiling. And they killed a man. <laughs> Yeah, a fake that's man. true. They could have yes. pretended to kill a woman, but Symbolism. they killed a man. I bet the men life insurance makes more, though. Um, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> that's totally... I just made that up, pulled it out of my ass. So they got caught because um, the FBI started looking into it. They talked to a, the mortuary worker and um, st- stuff didn't add up. So they had an in at the mortuary, and that's how they got away with, like... Oh, They wow. fake buried and did, like, the autopsy, but it 
but it was all just on paper yeah it was all on paper the casket was filled with a mannequin and cow parts to ensure the proper weight and then they even sent it to a crematory so then they scattered those ashes so they really went really far with the scam well for a million dollars i think you do have to do your work you have to do your due diligence uh you even think of that though i'm like wow that's a fantastic (laughs) scam once you have an opportunity that's all you need is a window of opportunity i will say the reason that this scam didn't work out is because the life insurance policy was for too much yeah when it's 1.2 million dollars to it uh, they come in the look <laughs> for 1.2 million dollars uh the man from state farm himself or the man from Allstate, the black guy from Allstate, and all the commercials <laughs> is gonna show up at the funeral and be like you're in good hands but uh we also need to, need see, to see that man <laughs> yeah i need to see those hands we'll, we'll open the casket <laughs> they're like they sent you the guy oh from the commercials God. from 24 yeah <laughs> yeah you asked for too much money so we gotta look at the body oh man that's great yeah if they had done like 250,000, they would have got away with it mm. That doesn't seem like enough for all that effort, but you're right. This Okay, this next scammer left her fur coat in a department store, went back to get it, but then claimed that the department store swapped it with another less expensive coat. So the department store said this coat was $1,000. She said the one I had was worth $10,000, but she got caught because her initials were monogrammed inside it. Sis. <laughs> that that's a scavenger. Why yeah. are your initials inside of the coat? <laughs> you can't. What, what, what you, that doesn't happen. Like no one in retail is getting his initial in coats. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was a good idea, and it seems like she probably thought about it for a second. She which was like, is oh, they're what not going to be able to prove it. They're going to fire some poor worker. Right. Who's going to get the blame? Yeah. That you didn't think that through, sis. Like literally, your coat has like a picture of your face on the inside. Like, what are you doing? So she actually tried to make this claim under her homeowner's policy. So I, she was trying to do a victimless crime where she was like, "Oh, I lost it through her renter's insurance," but she claimed ten thousand. So maybe too big, too much. Yeah, money. too much money. Like that's the thing too is it's like you got to do just little small scams. <laughs> like that's too much money. Yeah. And also when you're scamming insurance, like you really have to be careful because they are petty. They are scammers. They are scammers themselves. The whole bit, the whole thing of insurance is like, especially like the whole, if you're a good driver, you save so (laughs) much. If you're a good driver, you're not getting the most out of your insurance. You better wreck that bitch and get a coin. Like (laughs) otherwise you're just paying into a system and you'll never get anything from it. True. Yeah. We should crash our cars more. Is to crash your car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. No, no, but yeah, crash somebody. But you know, I mean, shit. Yeah, yeah. Every few years, you know, just make sure you get a little bit out of that insurance. Right. Party. When you're ready to get rid of that bitch anyway, <sighs> if you got a good driver protection program, go ahead and run that shit into a tree. Oh. <laughs> um, this is the final one. These are all insurance frauds. Okay, so this scammer claimed his car was stolen to get insurance payment. Got it. Was able to get the money. Um, but then three years later, got caught. Because he kept driving the same car. Okay, sir, you are just greedy. <laughs> you are greedy. Now you got the money. You got to. St- you got to make sure the car is stolen. Go drive it yeah. to Arizona and leave it somewhere. You Let can't- someone take it. Yeah. And then also, if you had drove the car somewhere, like switched out the plates, drove the car somewhere, and then left it, and then they put the real plates you. on it, they would have brought that bitch back to you, and the insurance wouldn't have asked for the money back, and then you would have had yeah. your car and you would have had the bag. There you go. From you gotta play the long game. <laughs> You can't be out here to just drive. Like, that's greedy. <laughs> that is very greedy. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys got to scam better. Step up your scam game. Yes. Um, Lizzie, thanks so much for coming on the pod. Thank Where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me at Scam Goddess Pod. Uh, if you have any scams that you've retired, uh, don't want to fuck up your bag, as we always <laughs> say on the show. Teresa's going to be on the show too soon, and it's very, very, very good episode. Um, ScamGoddessPod at gmail.com. Also, ScamGoddessPod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow me personally if you'd like to see my life at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, on all platforms. Thank you so much. You can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Larissa T on Twitter and Instagram. Bye. Yay.